Episode 96, Snacking Struggles. Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we empower you to reach your healthy weight goals with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the ladies who've tried it all. If you struggle with obesity or being overweight, you're tired of endless dieting and never reaching your goals and just plain tired with life, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzan. Let's get this episode started. Hello there, ladies. Listen, we're hitting that fall time when I feel like there's a lot of comfort coming up around food, right? The fairs, the festivals, the fun, the pumpkin everything, the caramel apples, the apple dumpling, the warmer foods, right? And a lot of this gets put into the snacking category, which tends to be one of the single biggest struggles that I see in all of my ladies in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss. So if you struggle with snacking, you're not alone. And I think there's a main key that you're missing to overcome snacking struggles. And I'm going to teach you it on the podcast today. The number one key to overcome snacking struggles is truly to rethink why you're snacking. And I want to open with that because truly, ladies, to understand snacking struggles, you have to understand snacking. (laughs) So our September topic of the month in our Lively Lady Club, we are now doing a topic of the month. And I'm picking the topics that my ladies struggle with the most. And we're deep diving into them and creating lasting change. And so my September topic in our group is snack fasting. And I love that title because of what we make snacking mean and what snacking does to our weight loss results. I want you first of all to ask yourself, as a modern American woman, what are your thoughts about snacking? And then when you're on a diet or working on losing weight, what are your thoughts about snacking? We have literally whole industries that have developed around snacking in the United States. And snacking has just flat out become normal, right? There's foods that we generally would just buy to snack. I was telling my ladies this week in our group that my husband is always buying Ritz crackers in bulk at Sam's. It's a major pet peeve of mine. Because what meal are you making with Ritz crackers? Maybe you have a casserole. Don't write me about the casserole that you have with Ritz crackers. I know there are a few, but do you need them in bulk? By that, I mean, I think you get like 20 rolls. (laughs) No, it's just a food you're entirely buying to snack on. Chips you might incorporate with a meal. A lot of the other things I think you will put in with a meal. I doubt you put popcorn with a meal, but we've associated that with movies. A lot of times we don't really think of our highly sugary drinks and coffees as snacks. But if we don't want to be bad and have a snack, you might be thinking about a, let's be honest, comparative energy intake in terms of a sonic drink or a pumpkin spice latte, ladies. And so snacking today in our culture is just the norm. And I think that when you think of the opposite side of it, it's equally been strangely normalized. And here's what I mean by that. In many of our quote unquote diet processes, 
will say things like, well, count calories and just have a snack and count that into your calories. Or we'll say, you can make it work in your points. Or we'll say, just go with a healthier snack. That's a better snack. And so we go on a diet or work on weight loss and most commonly my ladies either turn to fruits or cheeses. Just go ahead and give me a little giggle right now if that's you. Like when I'm on the diet, the cheese drawer is really full and I'm buying fruits for the first time to snack on between meals. And I would venture to say that my ideas of snacking are one of the areas that are so incredibly different than what you've done dieting that I felt it was really probably one of the most important first topics to take on with my ladies. Because once you understand what you're doing with snacking to your brain and your body, changing snacking becomes so much simpler. Snacks by definition are eaten between meals, food eaten between meals. Most of the time, it's one food group. It's highly processed food items, but it could be cheese or fruit. It's food that is eaten between your planned times. And the number one thought that will change your snacking struggles is to realize that snacking is emotional eating. Snacking is emotional in origin. If you, as I recommend, practice energized eating, we do energized eating in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss. And by that, we create meals that energize you. You eat scheduled meals. You don't starve yourself. You don't stuff yourself. You eat until you're energized and satisfied. You work with your body, not against it. Where do snacks fit into that? They don't. They don't. And here's the other reason why. Because you are already energizing your body with the meals that you've chosen. Foods that will energize you, that give you the nutrients, that give you all the amazing things that you desire through food. And then what happens? A feeling hits that you don't want to feel. And you turn to snacks again. The most common times that my ladies struggle with snacking, the like after school pre-dinner range, like the 3 to 5 p.m., the late night, and then I have a few who do mid-morning. And it is all driven by feelings. When you stop to realize that even if you're going on a quote-unquote diet and working on weight loss and you're changing out an apple for a candy bar, you're still emotionally eating. You begin to recognize the damage that you're doing to this process. I remember many diets, like, I thought I could stick to them if they would let me have the highly addictive foods. Like, I was like, I don't need a burger for dinner. I don't need pizza. But if you'll let my meal be cookies, we're good. I could probably do that. The problem was I was giving in and continuing that brain loop of massive dopamine rewards through food. I wasn't changing it. And so what happened? I walked away hungry anyway. And I wanted the foods more. And then when I felt bad later, my brain still said, psst, cookies are the answer. I never looked at any of those thoughts because I thought I could create a plan that would answer for it. And ladies, if you want to feel in control around food, emotional eating can't be the number one source of your eating anymore. And snacks are the number one source of emotional eating. So if you are in the struggle bus with snacks, I want to give you three simple steps today to help you turn that around. And for those of you who just finished our challenge, join us in the Lively Lady Club. This is our work for the month. For those of you who haven't, join the waitlist and join us next month. 
because this is the kind of work we do that will change your weight loss trajectory, change your relationship with food, but also change your relationship with yourself and your life. So the first step is truly what I've already told you to recognize that snacking is emotional eating. And whenever you want to go to snacks, remind yourself, this is emotional eating. And the second step is to ask yourself why you're doing it. It's that simple, ladies. You may realize that there's a feeling that drives you to eat because it's emotional in origin. I'll tell you my final two times that I struggled with snacking the most. Mid-afternoon, when my brain is tired, when I've been doing a lot of work like this, thinking at a really high level all day, coaching, and I'm still trying to push forward. I'm still trying to push through to get that final work done. I'm like, okay, final push, you've got to do it. But my brain is like, "Eh, we're a little maxed out. We're a little tired now. And I found over and over and over again myself circling the kitchen in front of the cabinets, in front of the cabinets. It was a restlessness. It was a tiredness that I didn't want to feel. It was a restless energy of indecisiveness that I didn't want to feel. Late night snacking, a big issue for me. Finished coaching later in the evening. For a long time, ladies, I was working all day, coaching at my clinic after that, sometimes on call at the urgent care, and then coming home and coaching after that. And then I would tell myself, what's left? What work do I have to do? And I would be exhausted and frustrated and annoyed with my life and what I was trying to create was simplicity, but I had just overloaded myself. And I'll tell you what, snacks are right there to be your friend then. Quick, easy, cheap, accessible pick-me-up that bothered nobody but me. It made me feel better for milliseconds. So what happened? I went back for more of it. I went back for more of it. I went back for more of it. Because I didn't want to feel frustrated and tired. If you start by using step one to your benefit, meaning reminding yourself when you're in front of the snacks, when you're digging into the snacks, maybe even after you eat the snacks, snacking is always emotional eating. What's the feeling that I don't want to feel right now? You'll start to see trends in your story. Those are my trends. There's always one-off times, right? My husband comes home and he says, you need a reward. Like, okay, I do need a reward, right? Sometimes it's just wanting to create comfort, wanting to create celebration. It can be feelings that you want to create through food. Which brings me to step number three, which is to remind yourself in those moments that food is really not a solution here. Snacks aren't the ultimate solution. Snacks are just a distraction. I love the thought food doesn't fix that. All food fixes is physical hunger. The rest of it, it creates a bit of a frenemy situation where it's like you've confided in someone that really stabbed you in the back. (laughs) That's snacks. Because it's not going to change any of the problems that are creating the feelings. Didn't make me less tired. Didn't fix my crazy schedule. Didn't give me less I had to do. Just made me feel better for 10 seconds and then feel worse afterwards. It doesn't ultimately change those feelings. It just distracts you for a few seconds. So if food isn't the solution, what is? And fix the real solutions. As I said, as I started this podcast, snack fasting will change your weight loss journey, your relationship with food, but also your life, ladies. And follow those three simple steps and you will recognize snacking for what it truly is instead of following the next diet that tells you to just insert a different snack. Step one, Remind yourself that snacking is emotional eating. Step two, ask yourself what you don't want to feel or what feelings you're trying to create through snacks right now. And step three, remind yourself that food isn't the solution here. 
It's just a temporary distraction. And find real solutions. So in our Lively Lady Club, each week we're doing different challenges around snack fasting. And in the very first week, I wanted to help them look at their snacking habits, right? Because many of us are just like, well, it's just a habit. I just eat it before I even know that. And those three steps will help you change those habits. All habits are are actions that you do over and over again, driven by a thought and a feeling. Notice those three steps make you look at the thought and the feeling, ladies. That is your think feel eat cycles. That's a tool that we practice in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss in our Lively Lady Club. But I started the first week by challenging them to the who, what, where, when, and of course, the most important why of their snacking. And I want to open that challenge to all of you this week. When we look at changing snacking and truly fasting from it, being proactive about creating a plan for yourself that will work starts with looking at where you are right now and building from that. So I'm going to ask you a couple simple questions and I want you to answer these for yourself. Who do you snack around or who drives you to snacking? What are your favorite snack foods? When do you snack? Where do you snack? And the most important, why do you snack? Under each and every one of those. And notice the stories that create the trends for you. And then I want you to consider joining me in snack fasting. You know what to anticipate. You know what to do when the time arises. And you can absolutely change your weight loss trajectory with this. You will feel in control around food again. You won't have to eat just because an emotion came up that you don't like feeling. You won't find yourself eating just because an emotion came up that you don't like feeling because you will have tools to overcome that. That's the next level of work that will change your relationship with food. And I want to just lastly remind you that fasting can change your life. You know, fasting in any format, ladies, was initially developed for religious purposes. It's been taken over a little bit by intermittent fasting in the medical world, and I love where those things intersect. But I often think, and especially in the form of fasting from snacks, if I'm turning to food, when I could be turning to a higher power, am I really living my life the way I want to? If I'm letting food step in, some might say play God in my life, what am I making the ultimate power over my life? So I always recommend snack fasting is a form of fasting. It doesn't have to be five-day fasts or 21-day fasts or whatever you want it to be. Start with snacking. It's emotional eating anyway. It's safe for everyone. You may find that there were 10 times a day when you could have been doing higher level work instead of turning to food. And ladies, that's something you absolutely can start today. For those of you who joined us in the challenge this month, join me in the Lively Lady Club. Today's the last day to join us. We are snack fasting this month. We are still practicing these results. And for those of you who did not, you can join me next month. We run our challenges once a month. And that's the way to join us in the Lively Lady Club and start taking part of these monthly topics where we take a deep dive into the things that impact your weight loss results the most. Today's the day, ladies. So the link's in the show notes. If you love today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get the latest updates on all my new podcast episodes. Ready to reach your healthy weight goals and drop the endless diet cycle? Head on over to emilyvinzantmd.com and learn more about working with me in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, my virtual weight loss coaching program. The link is in my show notes.